Welcome back to the Inspired Way Podcast. I am Tim Douglas, and uh, this is a different episode. This is a new segment. If you missed last week's segment or episode of The Pursuit, it is a new segment that Jeff Forrester and I are doing together in conjunction with the, um, sorry, uh, the Inspired Way and Mighty Warrior Council. So uh, The Pursuit is kind of brought to you by uh, both those collaborations. And we just thought, you know what, hey, it would be a great idea to just make it a new segment of what I'm doing here because it's all about the pursuit, whether we're chasing down those things that uh, scare us the most, you know, those storms in life, and we should be pursuing those things. We should be pursuing hard things and not trying to avoid them, much like the conversation we have here on The Inspired Way. And... If you've been following us for any length of time, you know that we, we are about being the buffalo, heading face first into a storm, dealing with it head on, not tucking our tail and running the other way, trying to avoid those things. So we really kind of hone in on uh, several different aspects of, of that within the pursuit, but we really look at integrity, we look at discipline. And valor, valor is really just uh, defined as um, uh, that personal bravery. And if you missed episode one, we dive deeper into integrity, discipline, and valor. And then throughout the series or throughout that segment, we'll probably be digging down um, even further. But uh, in this episode, uh, we talk about the importance of communication. We talk about, um, I, I share first from the very beginning, some lessons. We're in the middle of some training, so I will say this. Uh, this is backdated. Uh, we recorded this um, a while back. I don't even know that. Let me see if I can find the date on this while I chat with you here. But these are older uh, recordings that we released on YouTube and just have not um, put them out here. The idea was to put them here. I was in a little hiatus didn't get that didn't didn't want to just throw these out there for you guys and not have any um, explanation of it so now they're a little bit of a delay but they're still solid conversations so i i encourage you to uh, lean into them so uh, talk about communication uh, or lessons learned on the trail lessons learned through the uh, this last year uh, 2021 our past year and then we go into transition and what that looks like in life uh, transition life transitions and even daily transitions and the importance of um, release intention setting intention and again just communicate 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 when we're going through transitions in life or you know which it could be a, a major storm where uh in this episode jeff shares where he lost his job last year that's a major storm like you don't have another source of income that is your sole income that's a pretty significant hit and so how we face those things um and what are we pursuing in the process uh, of the storm and because in the midst of things we cannot just throw out everything and not continue to pursue the things that we're we're called to do we're, we are called to be integral we are called to have discipline in our lives and as men to be uh, men of valor uh, men of personal bravery uh, you really see that come up when 
someone tries to attack your family or says something against that, you're like, whoa, where did that come from? I, that's not that's out of character for me. It's that personal bravery within you to protect. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Again, I mentioned these were over on YouTube. You can just uh, look, search for Mighty Warrior Council. And I think we have three or four episodes up now. And if you're curious what the the Mighty Warrior Council is, you've been following my platform for a while and you're not familiar, it is a platform that Jeff and I created together. And in episode one, we go, we do a little deeper dive into that. So definitely want to check out uh, that episode, which was just released last week. And I think the way we're numbering these are the Pursuit 001, 002. So without further ado, here is 002. Cool. So, uh, training, are, did you train today? Not yet. So I just ate lunch. I was waiting for the towel guy to leave. <laughs> That's why we had to keep putting this off. Um, and then I stayed up late last night watching the selection. <laughs> oh, did you, you found it. I didn't go to bed till like midnight. So, so you did find it on YouTube then. I did. I did. Oh, good. And, uh, and then I watched one this morning. And Isn't it so, great? It's great until you're in your prayer time and you fall asleep. <laughs> I just I you stayed up too late. <laughs> oh, I can't stay up till midnight anymore. I mean, yeah, I know I I'm you. not 85, but good grief. Um, <laughs> but no, so to say that all that, I did not train this morning. And then normally on my, on these days that we have the shorter runs, yeah. I've been doing the treadmill. Um, and so when I do the treadmill, I can do it later in the day. Um, yeah, same. Because then I can just, fit in a 30 minutes. So I ate lunch. Here we are doing this. So I'll let all that settle. And I was yeah. thinking about it at lunch. Sorry, I digress. No, you're good. Um, so it was a meal of leftovers. And so I took a, I baked potatoes uh, for Christmas day. Mm -hmm. And then um, the other night we had friends over grilled chicken with chimichurri. And then my wife brought home some extra bacon from breakfast that she and her mom had at the restaurant. And so I went, you know what? Let me cut that potato in half, sliced it up, chopped up the chicken, chopped up the bacon, and then dumped the rest of the chimichurri on top, stuck that in the microwave. Wow. And I'm sitting there eating it. I'm going, I mean, it doesn't sound like it would be good, but man, it was so good. <laughs> Sounds like a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I did a half a potato. I didn't do okay, a full good. thing. But it I was, was like, but it's like, how many times do you just start piling stuff on a plate wow. because you've got leftovers and you go man that was really good but i guarantee you if i made that for my family they're like this isn't very good you know it's funny and since we have digressed I'll, I'll keep us on this train for just a little bit longer because it's so funny every time i mention this this dish that i make everybody's like oh that sounds disgusting and it's like but you haven't tasted it i mean it tastes amazing it tastes really good and i actually had this play out one time i was uh had the dish sitting there and somebody walks up and they're like wow that looks really good and i'm like it is they're like what is that it looks interesting and i tell them what it is so here's what it is i scramble three eggs i have a cup of oatmeal and berries and bananas and so in the oatmeal i throw frozen berries in there and let them kind of soften up and then the bananas i cut up a whole banana in the oatmeal and then when the eggs are done i just dump the eggs in there and stir it all together. And so it's the eggs, the 
you know, fruit and the oatmeal all together in one bowl. And it looks pretty yummy. It looks yummy. But everybody, when I, when I say that, they're like, oh, that sounds disgusting. I'm like, but wait a minute, you just said it looked good. <laughs> but it's interesting how like, even you describing that didn't sound very tasty. But as you have attested it, was it looked good. good well like yours sounds good until you talk about eggs and fruit like it's right. that kind of like okay that's weird it's just like sometimes when you think of seafood and like cheese right like sometimes yeah. that doesn't but yeah. one of my favorite all-time sandwiches is from the deck down under at daytona beach it's a black and mahi sandwich mm. with a piece of american cheese on top with pickles wow it's so good yeah. Well, and, and you're right. The, the eggs don't sound that good, but the eggs get lost because the berries sure. and the banana uh, and the oatmeal. So it just kind of blends in as part of the oatmeal because I stir it all together. So yeah, well, I mix anyway. my grits and eggs together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So same concept just yeah. without the fruit. But anyway, <laughs> so. but but the training, have you gotten training. your training in today? Not today. No, I did not get today's in yet as well. I'm usually like you. I wait until later in the afternoon just to get uh, these this type of training in, which is we're talking about like a 30 minute uh, interval run and uh, leg training. And so I haven't got that in yet. Generally push it off till later. The uh, Friday is day off and then we have the big runs on the weekend. I'm, I'm actually going to run those as scheduled i thought about sliding those but um i think we have a two hour and a three hour this weekend so yeah i'm gonna try to because i was a, i was hanging out a week ahead mm -hmm. so i think i've been able to get caught up to where i'll do the two and the three this week and then is it and next week the two yep. and a five yeah that's okay a big one yeah and i um uh, for the listeners uh, we're actually we're training for a 50k and so it's the Hellcat 50K in Jacksonville, Florida on the 22nd of January. And so we've been on this 12-week plan that John Gardena uh, set up for us and have been executing on that plan um, somewhat flawlessly. There's been some kind of hiccups here and there and kind of some adjustments here and there that I've made and I know you've made and we've had to adjust for certain things and uh, but yeah, I think that's just all part of it is learning to make adjustments and, and pivot where we need to pivot. And part of that was listening to my body there. Cause I started, I think four weeks prior to even having this plan. Mm -hmm. And then my body was starting to catch up to all the training that I was doing and needing to make some adjustments. And so I pressed pause one week and took a, I don't know. I think, I think I took like two, maybe three, three day rest, just allow my body to heal and then jumped back in the plan. And it was so, I'm so glad I did because that was when we ramped up to started ramping the miles up and it felt so much better. Uh, I was starting to really feel it. That's the big thing is that I think people just get, and I know I've been guilty of it. <clears throat> you get too hooked on the prescription of the plan and you don't listen. You're like, well, I got to push through. Well, you could actually do more harm than good. If you yeah. don't take that say, you know what? I need to take two days off. And you take two days off and then you come back and you run better than ever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Cause as you, as we're starting to talk about this, I know we have a specific topic we want to would touch on and it's, it's actually tying in pretty well because we sit there and I would 
him haw around about do i take that day what do i shift this day do i you know and it's it's like just make the decision and do it and it kind of goes along with kind of what we were going to talk about today uh with uh with transitions yeah no i mean it, it all relates to each other <clears throat> especially when how you, it does yeah when you start to look at um your physical and we've talked about it mind body and spirit yeah and each one of those you can do the same work on each one and yeah. you have to also follow the same tactics and strategies. And either though the goal's different, the mm -hmm. work doesn't change. Right. Right. So got to put the work in. Hey, before we, uh, before we pivot and transition into what we were going to talk about today as transitions uh, <laughs> to, to uh, use the pun, uh, I, I wanted to share with you. I just had, you might've seen, I had uh Griffin Coiner on the podcast, uh, the, that salt guy, or no, that stash guy, stash, guy. Has, uh, st stash salt is uh, his brand. And so he sent me some products and I thought these were cool. Um, so he sent me some stash uh, salt here and then some beard balm uh, with his, uh, nice. he, he makes this stuff in his garage. I don't know if you caught the episode yet, but he makes this in his garage. And then uh, the oil, he sent me some oil, some some beard oil oh cool so, yeah but i put this on every day this year probably a couple times a day you know i put this and then the the bomb on just to kind of keep this thing uh tame as i'm starting to let it grow out more and more <laughs> although it's uh I'm working on close to two months on this and it doesn't look like it's <laughs> growing that's two fast. months that's incredible <laughs> and i know it's a shame my my hair i can barely go three weeks or four weeks and i need a haircut but my facial hair just just doesn't want to move very fast it's like molasses or something but this is the this is the other thing i was going to share with you maybe this would help it grow i don't know this is a fun little thing that they do during the christmas season and i know we're exiting out of the christmas season and now into the new year or approaching the new year as this is being recorded but i thought this was pretty cool it's um buddy the elf's uh buddy's favorite beard, beard oil <laughs> and it's uh <laughs> and it's in a little uh syrup bottle, syrup bottle. and it's uh maple syrup scented no it actually smells i wish you could smell it it smells like maple syrup <laughs> it's so i literally funny. thought you were about to put it in front of the camera for me to smell it <laughs> <laughs> you should try it doesn't work <laughs> if you can think of uh maple syrup there you go you'll 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 get the sniff of it so that's you know, hilarious it is pretty funny so my wife refuses for me to put that on <laughs> because i don't want to smell maple syrup on you so <laughs> it'll smell like you've you know didn't clean up after your yeah, pancakes in exactly the morning. exactly so anyway well uh anything you want to add before we jump in <laughs> no not at all <laughs> i just wanted to share i thought those were cool products and uh if you haven't checking out checked out that episode listeners you could definitely go check it out it was a fun conversation i had and I had some really good reviews on it uh so it was it was good to honor him as as a firefighter and i've never i've always my wife and i've always honored military service and we've always felt compelled to honor even our fire and police service as well because mm -hmm. you know they're service members it's they're just civil service members and a lot of focus is get, is given to the military, uh, but the civil service uh, they 
they sacrificed just as much and so every single day yeah every single day and so it was awesome to to have him on there and just honor him and what he's doing so but anyway let's jump in uh to our topic uh today i'll uh i was gonna read real quick i'll read this and then we can dive in it's it's, it's a little lengthy but it's my post for the end of the year um and so by the time this gets aired it'll it'll be out and so people could refer back to it if they'd like and kind of take some notes on it but um it's titled 2021 and uh let me i'll just read through this here as i sit here and think back on 2021 three words stood out in march of 2021 these words were imparted as a participant of the basic course team eight put on by three of seven project standard this is word number one, standard. What is your standard? When things around you turns chaotic, your standard will keep you aligned. Live by it, breathe it day in and day out. I have seen men that I look up to waver on a standard they've lived by. Their standard is changing. It doesn't mean mine has to. When everyone around you is doing and saying things that don't align with your standard, have the resolve to not surrender to, the, to others. This played out on the basic course when the team set a standard for day two, we wavered once. Had a, we had a discussion and didn't surrender our, our standard again, the rest of the mission. Word number two, decisive. Sometimes we have to make decisions that are uncomfortable. Many times we waver back and forth in him and ha. We're wasting time and energy on the outcome we only perceive to be true. We don't make a decision and take action because of the unknowns or we're just uncomfortable. Answers don't come to those who sit still. Being decisive in our decision gets us moving, taking action movement gives you answers was it the right move yes keep pressing forward on mission was it the wrong decision yes pause quickly evaluate the situation and make a better decision and keep <clears throat> pressing forward in the new direction you learn in action you're further along than than those still sitting still evaluating things day two End of day two, we had reached our objective. However, another situation quickly arose. We had two minutes per the instructors to, to discuss as a team and make a decision. Darkness was quickly approaching. Temps were dropping by the minute. No time to hem-haw, decision made, and new objective formed, Charlie Mike. And I'll pause here for a second. I'll say this is one of the areas that I have uh, not not uh, exercise the, the best this past year and something that looking forward, I would definitely want to do is be more decisive in decisions. And every time I approach this in my life, since this time frame, since March, I could hear uh, Chad, <laughs> Chad Wright, the instructor in the back of the group, make a decision, make a decision, move. So just to leave you with that word, number three, execute, having a standard, being decisive, Having knowledge is all worthless if you cannot or will not execute on them. We must be willing to execute the plan, execute the standard. In conversation this past week with a coaching client, 
I told them it is impossible to execute on willy-nilly and hit a target you think you are aiming for. Better to execute on a clear plan that has a clear target. Just like having a standard or being decisive but not executing on your decisions is much like not having them at all. It's a fairy tale target. They must be clear. The clearer the target the, and the plan, the easier it is to execute the plan and hit the target. As you leave this year behind and step into another year, will it be the same as it was in the past? Have a standard, live by it. Be decisive, make a decision and move. Execute, execute, execute. Those are uh, three words that just really, really, really resonated this past year uh, since that, that mission that you and I both were on. So you have some, some say in that as well. Um, but the standard probably stood out the most and, and execute. Uh, I think the decisiveness came in when I started to really think back on, am I, am I executing on decisions? Or am I hemming and hawing or just waiting for something to come and answers to come by trying to think through it? And the answer, the thing that I learned was answers don't come by me just sitting still. I have mm -hmm. to move. And as I start making some moves, <clears throat> answers would come. And as a matter of fact, as I say that, that just played out a couple of months ago, where as we get into this topic of transition or transitions, even in our career or our life or whatever, I was in a year of transition. I was in a year of work was was very sporadic and very kind of uh, non-existent for the most part. It was me sitting, waiting for some, th some things to happen, not wanting to make certain moves because if I make this move, it might counteract this over here. Mm -hmm. and so I sat still and nothing happened. And it got me into a position to where I had to make a decision. So then when I do make a decision, finally, other things open up. But it wasn't until I started taking action mm. that the answers actually start to come. And I know you remember that clearly as I shared those, those moments with you. Um, and we're both kind of sitting in that season of transition. And so we thought it would be great to have that conversation today. Yeah, because we know that we're not, we're not the only ones that have done this. You know, COVID has created a ton of forced transition. And, you know, fortunately for me, I had made it through COVID with a job. Yeah. And there's so many people living in Orlando and being so close to Disney, there, there were tens of thousands of people who were not as fortunate mm. that some of them haven't even been called back. So there's challenges that, that continue to go on. What I found was that these people, they ended up going after something that they've always wanted to, to do because at that point they had no choice. They had started a side business. They had started doing something, you know, just a little bit here and there, making a little bit. And then when now they were forced to do something and there wasn't something to fall back on, 
they went for it and they're so grateful that they did. Now, whether or not that's going to be a, a, a long-term solution for them or the solution that ends up you know, being a career, who knows, but they've done it and they can yeah. look back and say that they've done it. So for me, and then we'll get into the, the discussion of both of us, um, is now I'm in that position. So December 10th, I was laid off. You know, there were some impacts, the revenue of our company because of some changes that happened with Medicare and my role was eliminated. And you, you think that you're prepared for it and then it happens (laughs) and sometimes you're not as prepared. And I, I made a post not too long ago about change. And for me, it's been work. I think if this would have happened to me a year ago, before the basic course, before a lot of the conversations that you and I have had and others that I've had, I don't think I would have handled it the way I did. And that's what we want to encourage people to do today is to start doing the work to plan for change, even though you can't predict to know what change will happen and specifically what, what you're going to encounter. But don't be surprised when change comes across because it's constant. It's it's coming. Yeah. And it's interesting how we're surprised when it does happen. And then we react with emotion. (laughs) And, you know, I thought the whole time I'm I'm going through that, I'm thinking of things that Chad have said, things that Jocko have said, you know, these, these guys that have been in military service that good leaders don't lead with emotion. That if you've got a leader during a firefight and something wacky happens and you see them panic and flip out, what kind of confidence are you going to give all the people that are looking to you to lead them? And as a, as a husband and as a father, I'm the leader of my family and I had to react in a positive way. I'm very fortunate because I have a mega supportive wife that I, I knew that she was lockstep with me. We were on the same path and we knew how to handle it. And she actually, you know, she, you know, grabs me sometimes proverbial by the shoulders. She hasn't had to do it physically and just snaps me out of some of the anxiety and negative sure. talk that I tend to go into. But handling that was, was I was proud of how I handled it. Cause I said, okay. And then went through a process of questions to realize what I needed to do next. And you know, from that, I know you and I talked about, and that's why we thought this topic would be so relevant. And then when you shared your post, I thought it was extremely relevant um, on that because there's so many different things that we can talk about on each one of those words, the standard, decisive, and execute. Yeah, let me, let me hit on, you know, not to go sideways too far, but just to hit on something that you had mentioned uh, that really I, I thought was really good. And I think it's worth us uh, chasing this little rabbit for a, a moment longer. And that is something that you said in regards to your wife was lockstep. And it's the conversations that you guys have had. It's the, you know, cause my thought was, is what if someone doesn't have a very supportive life, you know, or, you know, you know, what does that look like? And so uh, the thing that came to mind was a question that we posed in uh, the council the other day in our um, private forum. The, the question was, and I had it right here. <laughs> um, basically, 
Where did it go? Uh, it's okay. Basically, it was around uh, healthy communication. Mm-hmm. How do you know when you have healthy communication? You know, uh, and I think that's the key is having a clear cut understanding of what healthy communication is and communicating in my mind when you said that was communicating ahead of time. Like, how are we going to handle back to the standard? How are we going to handle when change comes? How are we going to handle if I were laid off or if you were laid off? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. How are we prepared? Um, how, you know, if I get this way, how are you going to pull me back into, you know, uh, alignment? You know, if you go sideways, how can I gently pull you back into alignment without criticizing you, making you feel like I'm judging you or whatever? Like, what does that look like? I think that's healthy communication, communicating, talking through a scenario, a situation. What is it going to look like? What's our standard? How are we going to address each other? And then how are we going to move forward if a situation occurs? So, yeah, because you can look at sports and in like the military. Those are the only two, you know, relative things that that I can relate it to is you practice at game speed. And in the military, you practice like you fight, like you have to, you know, prepare that situation. Fire drills. It's you, you have to know how to walk through it. So then that way, muscle memory happens and you can respond in an effective way. Yeah, it's so funny. As you said that, it reminded me of a quote that's uh, it's hard to uh, build faith in the midst of a storm or something like that. You need you need to work on that ahead of time. Right. It's like the guys. uh, Well, Chad even says it multiple times where more team guys die in training than they do in combat. And that blew me away. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, that means they're training like they fight. Right. So they're training so hard that, you know, accidents happen, things Mm -hmm. happen. And not that we put ourselves in a, in a, a bad situation in our marriage or what, what I'm saying is, is we need to be practicing. We need to be having a conversation because you're right. Muscle memory is if I'm sitting here having a conversation with you and we're rehearsing this in a non-emotional state, we're going to remember that type of it's muscle memory. You know, right. I'm not going to go fly <laughs> off the handle because I fly off the handle because we haven't had this conversation because I don't know what's happening and blah, you know, everything's going chaotic. And so having the standard of, of communicating on a regular basis calmly, I think really kind of helps lend to that. Yeah. And, and for me, and I can only speak for me and I know that I've talked to other people, specifically men, we don't tend to share the struggles that we have with work, for instance, mm-hmm. yeah, we just go, we'll just deal with it. Well, I did that for a long time and it almost destroyed me and my marriage and everything around me because I just kept everything inside. And I committed, like you said, to a new standard that I would not keep any of that stuff inside and use my wife as a confidant and, and mm. share the problems, the struggles, the issues no matter how big or how small and not as a complaining specific, you know, sometimes it was, it was more of just informing her and because we're partners. So yeah. she's needs to be as invested in my job, in my career, because she's running the house that, that we're both having the same conversations on both sides. Yeah. And so it got to the point where she knew exactly where I was at. And even at times, because things weren't going to the standard that I had set for myself with the company, 
mm-hmm. to the point where she was like, and again, I'm the sole breadwinner that it was getting to the point where she's like, just quit. Mm-hmm. So when it happened, we both, we breathed a sigh of relief <laughs> right? Yeah, for that moment. Right. And then, then the reality starts then to come okay. in and yeah. like, <laughs> okay, now what? Yeah. Um, but that, and that's where, you know, the rest of the conversation wants to go. I just encourage people that are listening to this, regardless if you're, you know, husband, wife, or, you know, whatever role, if you, you know, again, if you're single and you're, you've got somebody else, whatever, is you have to have that open line of communication on a regular basis to, to share and to have somebody to open up to. And I know you and I are big proponents of this is this is where a coach can help. This is where if you don't want to coach and you have deeper work that needs to be done, find a counselor to help. You, you mm-hmm. cannot do this alone. And if you do, it will bring you down. Yeah. And we talked about in the last one, the, the idea of the lone wolf and the single cowboy being tough riding off into the sunset. Normally, that's, that's him going off to go cry under a tree because he doesn't yeah. have anybody. And what we've got to realize is there is strength in connecting with other people. And it's not a sign of weakness to open up because I know when you and I have shared things with each other, we take power away from that when we mm, share it. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I feel stronger. I'm like, Oh, okay. I feel pretty good. And that's that again, that's part of the standard not that I don't think we're chasing a rabbit at all. I think it's no, a vital yeah, part of it yeah. is having that standard. And have you even defined what that standard is that you can follow? Well, yeah, exactly. And I think uh, just to get like really real here, uh, you know, I called you, gosh, crap, it was a little over a year ago. And I felt, you know, I was having some communications with someone uh, not in, not in a weird way. It was just, but what I was finding was the communication. I was starting to enjoy the communication. And just to be clear, it wasn't with a male. Um, and it wasn't communications in a weird way. Like I'm trying, it was all business, but yet I found myself enjoying having the conversations, even though they were around business or whatever with this individual, I, I was like, that's wrong that's wrong. And so I called you and just as, as accountability, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I told you and you said, well, Hey, you just, it basically has no power over you. You just expect, right. So, and I think that's the thing, the longer we keep something in darkness, man, it can have its way. But when you bring it out in the light, obviously, you know, darkness cannot reside, reside in light. And so bringing those things to light actually gives you power over them. <laughs> The flip side of that is I also made a commitment and set a standard to my wife that I would have any kind of conversations like that mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. That's not easy, but that's something that I, I didn't do for many, many years. And it got me in big, big, big trouble, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, hiding a sin with, of porn or whatever it was in the past, you know, it's like we made a decision, you know, when we brought all that to the surface many years ago, it's like, no, if that ever occurs, if any thoughts come up, if any kind of weird desires start to go a certain direction, I need to let her know. And back to that same with your transitions of business or anything like that, it's like in your life, you need to be doing that in all on all fronts and set yeah. the standard from 
from from top to bottom because if we're in a business relationship and we we held stuff like that it wouldn't last so how do we expect our marriages to do the same to thrive you know on stuff that we're keeping but back to what you were saying is bringing that stuff out sharing it with somebody it does give us that that power over that and so right and and the good thing is to define that and i know i've I've jokingly talked about complaining versus sharing and there's a i i feel like there's a a clear difference so when we're talking about your your professional life specifically is don't complain share and if you're seeking counsel from someone and ideas and they give it to you you better do it yeah as long as it's not detrimental to yourself or your family back to the execution. Yeah. yeah, It's like, don't ask for counsel if you're not going to act on it. So that's all part of the standard. So it's like being decisive and execute is part of your standard. And by defining that, if at any point you see, and you even talked about it, if the standard is changing around you and not aligning to what you have, then you need to get out. Yeah. And that's where I was. And I'm sure there's many people that have been in those places and not that anything illegal has happened. Right. It's just something that from a, an ethics standpoint, it's not the way I do business and it's not, I don't want to be included in that either. Right. And where you're, you're handcuffed to the paycheck because you haven't prepared yourself, then you hang on. And I had prepared myself, I but gonna, I still... Yeah was handcuffed because I didn't want to make the decision because then it came to, you know, lessons that we've learned from, you know, as guys, and I'm sure girls had heard it back in high school. It's easier to find a girlfriend when you got a girlfriend, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's easier to find a job when you got a job. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And then, so it translates over to that as well. Right. Yeah. And so I started, you know, I started casually looking but that was the part of the decisiveness. I hadn't yeah. said, I'm tired of this. I'm walking away. Yeah. And fortunately for me, God presented the opportunity to separate me from that. Yeah. Like he, he eliminated the choice. Cause he's like, look, I don't think he's going to make this decision on his own. Actually, I know <laughs> he's not going to make this decision on his own. Yeah. So let me create the environment that allows him to separate healthy in a healthy way and and move beyond that because it was a legitimate business reason completely understood the reason no resentment whatsoever um against the organization and what it did is it just it freed me from that and so what i want to encourage people that have been involved with that think of how much you've complained about your job and then when you when you are laid off and you're separated from that position why are you upset yeah, like right. really dig in. And that's where you need to have the conversation of because it's it's your ego. A lot of it's your ego. And it and it wasn't and it's a control thing because the decision wasn't yours. Right. You've complained about that job for a past year and a half. And now all of a sudden you're freed from it. You may get a severance out of it. And now you can go find something else. However, so many times because we didn't plan and we don't have our ego in check. We get upset and we mm-hmm. complain, then we badmouth the, the, the job again and say, I can't believe they did that. You want it out of there all the time. And if yeah. you really look at the, the logical reasons without emotion, 
there, whether you agree with the timing of it, because a lot, I mean, right before Christmas, not great timing. Sure. But when is it? When is the right. timing yeah, ever yeah. good to get yeah. laid off? Never. Because <laughs> um, they'd be like, oh, I can't believe they laid me off at the first of the year. Well, you, you're going to complain because <laughs> you just yeah, lost yeah. your job. Um, but that's the stuff that for me is thinking about if you, again, if you have a standard that you stick to, then why should you be upset when things aren't going to your standard and now you're being moved or moving in a different direction? Yeah. Yeah. You know, a couple of things that stood out there, Jim Rohn, you know, always says, why are we so surprised when winter comes? How often do we, when does winter come? Pretty much every single year, (laughs) right? For how long? For a little over 2000 years now, (laughs) you know, it's been coming. And so why are we so surprised when things happen when, you know, and to your point, uh, you know, when we're complaining about a job, when we're complaining about a situation, whether it's a job or not, it's a situation that we're in and we're complaining about it. And then there's resolve and it doesn't go the way we want it to go. We still complain and we bash it and we demonize it and blah, 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 blah. And it reminded me of uh, a season that I was in. Same thing. I uh, was in a career path. This was in 2016, was doing well at this job. However, didn't align with management. Uh, And, uh, you know, anyway, they let me go. I walked away. I, I had a company car. So I ended up having to leave the car there and I had to walk probably about two, three miles to a friend's office that I knew was nearby for him to give me a ride home. But on that way to his office, it gave me the opportunity to go, how could I do better? What, what did I do to contribute to this situation? Because Mm -hmm. I wasn't without fault. You know, I know I was, I was kind of disgruntled there for a while at the, towards the end and probably even longer, but and what of that led to this decision? And then how am I going to enter the next season? Because you've probably, you've heard me say this, I know, but how we leave one season will be how we enter the next. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to leave all butthurt, you know, over what just happened, knowing that it was, it was a bad timing. Talk about, you're right. April doesn't seem like necessarily the bad time of year versus Christmas. April seems a little bit more uh ideal for getting laid off versus christmas or new year's right however you're right no time is the right time because this was just a few weeks after my mother-in-law passed and so and then here i lose my job you know so uh it was not a good time you know and we had just bought a car not too long again you know before that so mm-hmm. it's just you know just life goes on life happens and things like that all end up and it's like so i had to make the decision okay how am i going to choose to leave this because how i leave this will be how i enter into the next mm-hmm. one and i i i noticed that with you right away when you when you called me and you mentioned that is you're not like hey you know i'm not going to bash them i'm not you know talking bad about them and you know, their decision was their decision and da, 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 da. And you totally got it and totally understood. I'm like, okay, that's a great way to enter into the next season you're going into. So. Yeah. Cause we have to release all that stuff Yeah, and we have to let it go because to me, 
and, and again, this has just taken a ton of work on myself is that like, I got excited like when he, when, when he told me what was going to happen, that he was laying me off. I actually got really excited because I'm a firm believer and I know you are as well, is that it's all God's plan. Mm -hmm. So what's next is going to be really exciting. Now it might not be immediately next, right. but the, the next chapter that unfolds that I help write is all up to me following and, and surrendering to that plan and then taking action, right? Being, yeah. being decisive and then executing on those things is critical because like you said, one of the things you said is answers don't come to those who sit still. Yeah. Like if I sat in that chair back there and watched Netflix all day, right? Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> right. Well, other than I'm going to foreclosure. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get fat. I'm going right. to you know lose my house and uh, get, you know, butt sores from sitting yeah. there. But it's like, we, we, we always hope, right. You cross your fingers and I look at it as, you know, if you do that, that's like thinking life is like a lottery ticket where you scratch yeah. it and you're yeah. like, okay, what's going to, yay. Well, yeah. the odds are not in your favor for that to happen. Yeah. It takes work. It takes um, responsibility yeah. and being decisive to, to make those the decisions right off the bat. And a lot of it is just being decisive about your attitude of how you're going to handle it. And just for the listeners, that's not my stomach nor Jeff's stomach. <laughs> that is Jeff's dog. Yeah, it's not the chimichurri coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's you're you're right. Like you said, it may not be immediate, uh, and uh, something that I learned years ago. I think it was from uh, TD Jakes, and it was, you know, it may not be the thing that's the thing, but it may be the thing that leads to the thing you know, or that person that you're now connected with may not be the person that you're ultimately supposed to be connected with, but they lead to the person that you're connected to you Always. Know, something of the, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, being open and being decisive to step into some things, uh, you know, versus just sitting there getting, you know, butt sores, uh, you know, actually taking action on stuff was going to lead you to some answers. Um, right. So, yeah. Yeah. Tim story right. said, where God guides, he provides. Mm, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the other things that, you know, came to mind was um, releasing tension, set intention. And mm -hmm. you and I have talked about this multiple times before as well. And that is, you know, regardless of whether it's transitions throughout our day, we, we carry those transitions. We're, we're transitioning from sleep to awake, from awake to breakfast from breakfast to getting the kids ready to taking the kids to school to coming back home to work from email to meeting to phone call to whatever it may be all throughout the day we're transitioning we're transitioning from work into the car crazy traffic <laughs> crazy traffic into you know our home and then if we're not releasing all of the tension throughout the day the stress the the anxiety the the craziness throughout it we, we take it from one thing to the next. And the last thing that, you know, I've ever wanted to do was bring that tension from outside into, and then take it out on my family, which I've done. Right. Oh but yeah. When I too. learned this, when I learned that the, the idea or the practice of releasing tension, setting intention, 
you know, for transitions throughout the day. Okay, I'm going to release the tension from this meeting. I'm not going to, you know, worry about, you know, what happened here. Da, 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 da. I'm going to set the intention on how I want to show up right now for this individual and for this meeting. Or I'm going to set the intention on how I want to show up for my family. You know, what's the husband that I want to be? What's the dad that I want to be to my kids? Uh, regardless of the situation, regardless of what happened, I'm releasing that tension. Same is true for transitioning from job situations. It's like releasing the tension and the stress of this. And I'm going to set the intention on what kind of worker or what kind of business owner or what kind of, whatever you choose to do for these listeners, you know, whatever you guys choose to do, it's like, how do you want to show up? Like, what's the kind of person that you want to be next in the next season of your life, the next transition right. of your life? Yeah. Yeah. Two things around that is one is from a, a book that I read um, previously, right when I was really getting back into getting my walk right with God was it's called uh, Practicing in the Presence of God. It's by Brother Lawrence. And what he shared in that is he was a a monk in the 16th century or something like that. And when he washed dishes, when he mopped the floor, when he swept the floor, he all did it in with the glory of God in mind. And so that's a standard that I carry now. And even with my, my previous job is when I was frustrated, when I was aggravated, I committed to practicing in the presence of God, of, of performing in a way, this is part of my standard, that he would be proud of my effort. As much as I would complain and go home, I still, because I was receiving a paycheck, owed them 100% of my effort. And I, I can truly say, I don't, I don't feel, now there may have been times that subconsciously I did, that I ever took a playoff. You know, I, I gave it my all throughout the whole thing and it didn't work out. So that's one of the things that helped me transition away is because I know I didn't hold anything back or, or cheapen my performance that was there. You know, it was, hey, you did a fantastic job. People notice, you know, yeah. when, when even th when things are bad and you're giving it and you it's disagree true. with the way things are going, people notice whether they ever say anything about it or not. You can influence people with that. And that would be one of the things I would <clears throat> recommend is practice the pre presence of God. The, the second thing came from. Add, yeah, go ahead. Add a scripture before you jump to the yeah, second please. Thing. And that's Colossians 3.23, which says, mm -hmm. whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Another little version says, whatever you do, work at it with your whole being for the Lord and not for men. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I want to add to that is it doesn't matter what you're doing. You think about the people that have the high-end jobs that make hmm. millions of dollars you pay attention of how they how they work and how they interact with people all the way down to the people that maybe mop on the floor at McDonald's yeah. the people that do it with effort and pride i respect because i'm a respecter of people right yeah. it's it's how you act and how you perform is where the respect comes in and so you have to perform that way so thank you for adding that yeah. And that, that goes to the second part. So I heard on a, the red blooded outdoors podcast, I don't know the number of it, but it was the, one of the more recent ones where um, cornbread interviews, John Cox mm. yeah, from okay. Midstate mile. 
And one of the things that he shared, and he and I talked on the phone yesterday, and he shared this as well. So since he did it publicly, I know he won't mind me sharing it, is don't work for what you want. Work for who you want to be to be able to get the things you want. You want yeah. So you're working on the person because if it's like you said earlier, and I don't remember exactly how you said it, if you're the person that you're striving to be and you're performing from that, everything else will fall into place 100%. around you. And that's where you and I came up with the council yep. and the Mighty Word Council is we know from our specific lives that if God is first, I guarantee you without a shadow of a doubt, 100% of everything else will fall into line and you will find what you are looking for. Yeah. Um, I, without question. I know you, I, nobody can change my mind because I'm living right. proof that once I shifted everything, I became happier. My marriage became better. I became a better father, a better friend, a better, you know, human to the world, yeah. which the world deserves the best of me. And I'm not going to let something like a job loss impact that, that would then impact my marriage, my family, exactly. and the community around me. Exactly. You know, what, what I think about in, in that right there, if our standard is the word, if our standard is living according to what he's called us to, to live by, which is the word of God, then why would I not be decisive? Why would, why is my standard not clear? Why are my decisions not quick and why am I not executing? And I, I think, um, that's just what comes to mind when you said that it's like, wow, if, if, if my standard is to seek him first and then all in the, the word says, all other things will be added. Yet I'm sitting here and that's my standard. <laughs> so it goes back to, uh, values versus ideals, mm -hmm. right? We can say that's our value. That's a, that's a value of ours. That's a standard of ours, but if you're not executing on it, then it's really just an ideal. It's just ideally what you would like to live by. And so I think there's a very distinct difference between these are our values, these are our standards, and this is what we execute on, and this is what I do. And so it's like, when you say that, it's like, okay, how many things am I making decisions on where I'm not filtering it through the word, where I'm not filtering it through seeking him first for, for the right decision or for the right move, and then moving fast, you know, quickly on it. Oh yeah. And that's, we could go another six hours on that topic right. alone. <laughs> and that's where being decisive on sticking to your standard. So, you know, when we look at, when we look at that, it's making the decision and not wavering from the standard. And you know, one of the things that recently has come up again for me is what next, mm. what do I do next? And I know I've asked you and I've asked many others on just pray for wisdom that I say yes to the right thing. Yeah. And it was, I mean, there's been a lot of fear, a lot of question, a lot of concern. And just the other day, in, in, during my prayer time, after I had a good night's sleep, not like this morning, um, <laughs> I, you know, it just, it came to me. I don't, again, I don't know if it's the voice of God. I've never heard God audibly. I'll hear a word or I'll feel a word 
but I felt this one pretty clear. And it was make the choice that requires the most faith that God will provide. Mm. And I heard that. I was like, well, <laughs> that kind of makes the decision way easier. Yeah. I'm risk averse. I don't, I've never mm. liked risk. You know, when I hear risk and I think about some of the, the decisions I've had to make, it's like we talked about in the last one. It's that silly cable that I had to walk across yeah. a 30 foot creek, not 30 feet high, mind you. Right. Yeah. It was right. maybe four feet high max yeah. with a guide wire across the top. But that, that to me was risk. Yeah. And so, and you're like, you're like, what in the world? This guy's crazy. Yeah. You turn to me and you go, I am officially out of my comfort. <laughs> <laughs> so that like, being Good. said, yeah. So that's where, even from a career perspective, that's, I've always thought that way. And there's a lot of people that they love risk. They, they seek it. They look for yeah. it and there's reward and there's failure. Right. Where <laughs> I've always had this false sense of security of a quote unquote W2 mm. position. Mm -hmm. When in the pharmaceutical industry that I've been in 22 years, healthcare, that's the probably one of the most volatile areas that you could be in. And everybody that's, that's known somebody in pharma or has been in it as well know somebody who's been laid off or has, whoo, I made it through that round. And because we're all a phone call away. And now with the state of business and COVID, and it's everybody's a Zoom call away from, hey, you know, we, we didn't anticipate that this happening, but if you're on the Zoom call, you've been let go and you'll get a Holy FedEx crap. package tomorrow wow. with your severance. It happens. Wow. Yeah, I was talking to somebody just the other day and one of the largest mortgage companies um, right before Christmas had 800 people on a Zoom call. And he's like, hey, you know, I know we said that we weren't going to do this for 2022, but if you're on this call, you've been let go and today's your effective Dang. end date. And it's like cold-blooded. And Dang. so when you we think about security, mm. it's a false sense of security. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I've struggled with forever. And I wanted to talk to you about this because I know you're the opposite, right? You've, mm -hmm. you've, you've experienced the W2 world and you've experienced mm -hmm. the entrepreneurial world of taking a risk. And last year you, yeah. you got punched in the face because of COVID. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what it, yeah. But you grew a lot from it and you had a lot of opportunity yeah. and it's a challenge. You prepared for it. And so you were able to weather that storm. And, you know, where I'm at now, like hearing that is I had to make a decision mm. and I had to, to, to see, you know, what was going to be next. So I had all these great ideas and I've, I've toyed with the idea of having a full-time coaching business. And I've, you know, we've talked about it and yeah. um, I've gone back and forth always terrified to do it and now was like okay so now might be the best time to go all in on it mm -hmm. scared me to death though and there's other projects some real estate stuff that i'm looking at doing as well yeah and but there was just a lot of fear and a lot of questions and concerns and so of course just a couple of days ago when my fear was at the highest 
a friend of mine had turned in my resume for a sales position in pharmaceuticals and oncology, mm-hmm. which is a great position. It's what like every rep wants to get to oncology. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure enough, on Wednesday, I get an email that says, hey, we want to schedule your phone screen. And so it was so funny. So I got that the day before. And then the next day was when I heard the, you've got to make the choice that requires the most faith for God to provide. Mm-hmm. And then I heard John and Cornbread's conversation and they were talking about the basic course and going up to that first summit, their first objective of where they were going to go to. Mm-hmm. And, and even on the way back, and John was saying, he's like, yeah, you could take a shortcut because it's going to be easier. It's going to be faster to get back to the truck and be on your way. But what benefits do you get out of taking that shortcut? And so it's so incredible. And I encourage everybody just to be heightened when you're in these situations to pay attention to all the signs, because it might not be the audible voice of God that's speaking to you, but it can be a message through other people. And if you pay attention to those things, it was like compounding, like one message after another of take a shot, take a chance. You know, I share again, going back to what we said before, I shared with Tammy and I said, Hey, and it's weird when you share stuff like this with your spouse, it's always more awkward than if you're sharing something oh, 100%. else. It's like, hey, 100%. I was praying today and this is what I heard. <laughs> and it's yeah. the weirdest thing. And like, I kept, you know, battling on, do I share this? And this was like first thing in the morning. I was like, I have to, this is a standard that I set. I have to openly yeah. share this because A, I feel pretty strong about what I just heard. And here's my partner in life that I've got to share it with. And when I shared it, Tim, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I saw a sense of fear in her face. Now, one, it was first thing in the morning. She hadn't worked through her Diet Coke yet. Yeah. But I was very careful of how I threw it out there. And I just let it sit. I have a tendency that I could just keep talking because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But I let it sit. And, you know, she had some questions. She had some concern. And I continued through the rest of the day just nurturing that idea. And then just sharing because I was becoming more comfortable with it. Sure. And I'm sharing all this because I I hope that it helps somebody else that's in a situation like this at some point. And so I'm I'm sharing with her throughout the day. We're having a back and forth. And I'm also constantly reaching out to my inner circle, to everybody that I can talk to. And the support was amazing. So Again, I encourage you, don't go through this stuff alone. Reach out. And if you don't have an inner circle, start today building one. And that way, because you need other people, because the more you talk about it, the more you're able to process it and you start to remove emotion and you start to figure out what is that course of action that we should take. So throughout the day, listening to the podcast, going on the run, getting a lot of that, you know, nervous energy out was important as well that um, we were sitting at dinner last night and she's like, okay, let's, uh, let's do this. Let's, let's go all in and let's see what the next year holds. Mm -hmm. So we committed that that's the the course of action we're going to take. Now we're both scared to death, yeah, but it's also the, we had to make a decision. Like I had to make the decision because I was coming up. 
got this phone screen. I scheduled it for next week um, that I needed to know going into that what I needed to do yeah. and how I needed to handle it. <clears throat> and just making that decision because we were just we were sitting together at dinner and because I told her earlier in the day, again, I just kept slowly putting pieces out there. And I said, look, you know, when we and she knew that I was committed to the family's decision and it's her and I's decision, a 13 and 11 year old, we're going to share it with them, but I'm not going to put that burden on them to help right. dad make a decision about right. where they're going to eat next. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's not fair to them. But when I've talked to different friends, like going into the real estate part is I was like, look, this is a family decision that we have to make sure that we're both comfortable with because I need her to be lockstep with me. Otherwise it's not going to work. And I also think that's an indication that the timing's not right. Either she and I haven't worked through everything that we needed to, to set that plan and to prepare. Yeah, um, and I think we have, I think over the last three years, we've, we, it, it's taken three years to work through that, to both feel like that she knows that I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for us together mm. and I need their support and encouragement. Otherwise I'm going to fail. Um, and it, and it was, it was a cool feeling. And that's why, you know, from when you shared that post first thing, and I haven't even told you this, that's why I was excited to right, re yeah. record <laughs> is that there's a lot of stuff that I don't know about being self-employed. There's a lot of stuff that I've got to figure out, but I had to be decisive. And when you read me that post, that, that was where the decisive part just resonated because I made a decision and it felt good to make a decision. Sure. Yeah. And is it going to be the right one? I have no earthly idea. And like you well, said, you, you adjust, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, yeah. I could have run away and then, and I was talking to um, some people yesterday is I have to practice what I preach. Mm -hmm. You know, I practice all this stuff or I, I preach all this stuff to people. And now even I, I told Tammy, I said, look, this this moment, this year will add to my story and my faith in what God can provide. Because mm. I know I'm going to learn more. Yeah. I know it's not going to be easy. I know that there's going to be days that I'm going to say, what in the world yeah, did I do? Because everybody that I've talked to yeah. have said that. And I had a buddy that he said that he quit his, you know, a big, big paying insurance job and sitting there and wanted to do another um, something that he just loved and his wife supported him. And he said, you know, she went off to work because she ended up getting another job and the kids went to school. And he said, I sat down in front of my computer and went, what? I'm going to paraphrase and <laughs> clean it up. Yeah, sure. It's like, what in the world did I just do? He's like, I had no money coming in, I had no prospects. And I was like, okay, here we go. It's, it's like the Vikings burn the ships. Yeah. Burn the ships. Exactly. That's what <laughs> so, I was thinking when you said that. So now transitioning from the decisive and then I'll let you talk. Cause I filibustered yeah. it's time to execute, execute, execute. execute. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Cause if I don't do that, I, I'm going to fail. Well, a hundred percent. If you don't execute, you will fail. That's for sure. I, you know, the things that man, well, Congrats on making a decision, whatever it is, you know, congrats on that uh, and the direction. The, the thing that comes to mind is um, just to share this. We, we talked about this inside the council on one of our council calls. And, and that was the, the importance of understanding the up, in, and out method. 
And that anytime we have a decision, anytime mm-hmm. in our lives, period, you know, seeking God first, we, we mentioned that earlier, that's the up. That's us going to God. That's us seeking him, seeking his wisdom and his direction. You know, the word says that the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us to all truth. And so that's us seeking him and seeking his guidance and his truth for our life. But then once we, we've gone up, we need to go in. And that in is to our inner circle, our, our closest, you know, whether it's our family members, our spouse, um, the council, the men within the council, you know, uh, going into them, talking to them first, like, hey, this is what I feel like God is calling me to do. So like what you did, you went up, then you went out, or excuse me, in to some people that you have, and then close to you. And now it's time to go out. A lot mm-hmm. of us just think about it, da, 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 and may go in first and then go out. Uh, and the end is just looking for validation and just looking for like, Hey, does this sound good? Yeah, that sounds amazing, man. That looks awesome. And then we get all excited about it and we just go out with it. We haven't even gone up. And it reminds me of a scripture that we shared. Um, actually it was a couple of calls ago inside the council, second Timothy three 16. I'll read the NLT version. And it is all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when, uh, excuse me, when we are wrong and teaches us to teaches us what to do, what is right. Um, And sorry, I was trying to adjust because I didn't get six or 17 in there. And I want 17. 17 says um, God uses it scripture all scripture uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work and i think about like what you're talking about it's like you want to do good work whatever you go to do so how are you going to be equipped how are you going to be prepared to do good work if you're not going up right and so i think that's the key there is that we go up and then in to our inner circle and then out to the world um yeah man that's what I yeah. Have to say. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's that's brilliant. I had to go on mute a second. I didn't know what the dog was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, and, and it is true. I mean, it's it in so many times in my past, I've always just gone up. It's that internal mm-hmm. prayer. You lay in bed at night, you get up in the morning, you do your prayer, and then that's all you do. Yeah. And it's just that open line that goes up. And I know for me, it's like when you go out and when you when you have a confidant, when you have an inner circle that you can tap into, that's where I feel like is when you really start to hear God. Mm. So based on that is you have to be very selective of who's in your inner circle. hundred percent. Yeah. And sharing with, yeah, because that's the thing is the more that you can openly share and openly care for people and communicate with people that's when you can hear the right things. And I know with me, if you don't have the right friends, they're going to tell you the wrong things and lead you down the wrong path. And it's the, it's the negative friend that won't challenge you. And I know you, we've talked about this on, you know, multiple conversations. And then in a couple of, of podcasts is you have to have friends that if you're off base, that it's not just like, Oh yeah, Tim, Nope. I get it. You, You know, it's all their fault when actually they're sitting there going, it's all his fault. You need somebody like, and you, you've used the examples like, dude, 
the way you talk to that person was not right. Or the way you handle that situation, I don't agree with. Yeah. And here are the reasons why. Yeah. And that's where, again, that inner circle is so critical. And when you're going through a life event, like a job transition, whether it's by choice or not, I mean, if it's by choice, usually you're excited about where you're going to go. But when you're forced to leave one and then move into another, that's the, the difficulty. And we, again, a lot of our friends are military and potentially either medically retired. So it's like, bye, like right. that's not their choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you've got others that are retiring and now like, okay, now what? Right, like, exactly. You know, and so when, when you're moving and you're having any of those transition, that's why I love it when you say is that release tension and set intention is when it's over, allow it to be over. Don't carry that baggage with you because all it's going to do is ruin the next experience and the next opportunity yeah. that's coming your way. So if you've got to go for a run, if you've got to go into a room and close the door and scream at the top of your lungs until you feel better, go do that. Just do something to get that out to then move into the next phase. And I know that's helped with me and even in micro situations. Yeah. You and I have had conversations you're like, dude, you got to let that phone call go yeah. because you're impacting this conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's hang up and talk in a few minutes when you kind of have gotten your, your act together. Yeah. And there's, and again, there's tons of, of tactics to do that breathing, uh, meditation, mm -hmm. you know, just any of those things where you can just center yourself and kind of go, okay, I'm going to let that go and then yeah. be ready for the next thing. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. And I, I agree, you know, it's knowing who you can talk to and I, I want people to challenge me. I, I do. And it's not, it's never easy. It's never fun to be challenged or to be called out on something, but it's that, that, that standard that you set, like I, I want to grow and I can't grow if I'm, if I'm living in my blind spots. Mm -hmm. And so I need others to tell me what my blind spots are to see what they are and point them out so that I can grow. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel uncomfortable, but yet I know I'm going to get better. I do want to jump back real quick to what you were talking about. Yeah, you're right. It is a, it is a big difference. Uh, you know, I am more risk averse. No, excuse me. You're risk averse. I'm more risk taker, right? So like, I don't mind taking risk i i enjoy it i i you know my wife actually she's more it's it's interesting because she's a lot like you and thinks a lot like you as far as that goes and you know she's like oh you know the w2 is security you know and so um but she gets it she understands though that i'm i'm that i need that outlet too i need to have that creative space or whatever yet uh you know yeah you're right this past year uh, you know, coming out of 2020, uh, we, we, we did well and we, we stored up like little squirrels, you know, for, for winter and winter came and it was a long, hard winter, you know, and then we get down and back to where I was saying at the very beginning earlier on is like, I didn't, I wasn't as decisive as I needed to be knowing that our, our, you know, our stash is, is dwindling here. You know, our winter reserves are dwindling uh, or I don't want our winter stash to dwindle. So I'm going to make a decision and I'm going to go all, you know, hard. And I didn't go hard in one area, you know. And so 
I think that's the, that's the key too, is knowing like when to go all in and when not to, and just being decisive on it and just doing it. And so, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting, but I, I was going to say too, it's, it's, um, I don't know. I think I've just lost my train of thought, which is all good. So maybe it wasn't needed to be said. Uh, no, but yeah. it's good. And so I, I think with, with what we've talked about today, and again, we could go on for hours and hours and hours on this sure. is, you know, I love, I love the post that you had is have a standard, be decisive and execute. And when you're in that job transition that just keep those things in mind and then think about, you know, what we talk about in the council is integrity, discipline, and valor. Mm-hmm. When you're in those positions, it's going to take a lot of courage to be decisive and a lot of courage to execute. And it's going to take discipline to do that, to stick yeah. to your standard, to, yeah. to say, okay, I'm going to make a decision <clears throat> and then stick to it. And part of making a decision is being okay with whatever the outcome it's, you got to live with it. Yep. And you need to, you need to say it out loud say, look, I don't know if this is the right decision, but it's the one I'm going to make. And whatever happens, I'm going to, I'm going to deal with it as it yeah. happens. Yeah. You know, what comes to mind? I, I hope I wasn't trying to interrupt you there. I, no. I just, I was on another call uh, with a, another friend of ours actually. And uh, this particular subject came up and it's like, I, you know, how do I know when, uh, like, for instance, there's a decision that they have to make, uh, something has come up and some transition and changes are happening for them as well. And uh, he wants to make this decision. And the wife's like, mm, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, the thing is, is I, you know, for me, what stood out is my conversation with him was, is that when something is brought to your attention, and it, it almost should resonate. It almost should um, be like, you know, this was already in my heart to do. And if that there's some confirmation in that. The other side of that is when I come to like my wife has said this multiple times is like, hey, if I know that you're coming to me and you say, you know what, hey, honey, I have prayed about this and I've been praying about this and I believe that God is calling us to go do X. Mm-hmm. You know, or calling me to go do whatever, man, I, I think they respect that so much more. It might still be hard to hear initially, mm-hmm. but they're going to get behind it a lot easier than if you just, you know, I, yeah, I just think it's a great idea. I think it's, it would be fun. I think it'd be great for me to do this or try this or do, they're going to totally respect the idea that you went and you prayed and you believe that God is calling you or leading you in that direction. So I would, I would say that as far as, you know, and, and you, you, you modeled that really. Um, yeah. And it came from the, the conversations that we've had previously. She knew that that wasn't going to be a manipulative tactic. Right. To say, I prayed exactly. about it. Right. Because again, we as humans can pray about something and go like, well, I feel like it in my heart. And you're trying to convince yourself that's what you right. feel. You could convince yourself, exactly. Even though you know <laughs> that in your head, you're hearing, Mm-mm, that's right. not what and you're like, but I want to, yeah. I want to, I want to. And so you go, okay, well, I prayed about it and I feel like that it's something I should do. Right. She knows exactly. that because I've said the same thing. It's like, nope. And it's something that I wanted to do. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just not feeling it. Like as much as I want to, I'm not feeling that's the direction that I need to go. And it's that respect that she has because she knows 
the sincerity I have. And the only way she knows that is I've communicated to her. And that's what, I hope that's the underlying thing that people get is you have yeah. to communicate with your spouse in a genuine, open and honest way and involve them in the things that you're going through, good and bad, because they're there to help. That's why they love you. You know, they want to help and nurture. Yeah. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that, that heareth unto or hearkeneth unto, I can't, I'm reading the new or the King James, which is weird unto counsel is wise. And so to your point, it's like, we can come up with our own ideas and it all sound great, but you know, we need to filter that through counsel. And uh, who's your counsel? Who's your people? Who's your inner circle? Your wife needs to be that or spouse, uh, you know, female comes across this. So um, anyway, yeah, I agree that we definitely need to have those conversations and not be manipulative for sure. So, well, cool, man. This has been a, um, a solid conversation, a very good conversation about it's, it's really helped. I think me even just thinking forward because that's, that's where I was at in the year when I wrote that looking forward to the, I was looking back, but I'm also like, okay, how do I want to go forward? Like, what do I want to take forward? And for me, as I mentioned, you know, being more decisive and like, okay, no, if this is my standard, then why am I hesitating so much on this here? Mm -hmm. Just let's make my decision. Um, I feel peace. And I think that's kind of what you're, you were talking about earlier about is just having that knowing that peace in your heart knowing like, no, I really believe that this is the right decision. This is the move for me. And so I'm quick to decide and then I execute it. Um, and one of the things that has been really big on for me coming into the new year is, you know, with us working this plan, this, this plan for the 50 K um, it has shown me that uh, I really do well with a written plan. <laughs> you know, I can execute <laughs> clear with that. It's so funny because my wife says you work better under structure, but I hate structure. <laughs> so it's, it's this weird dichotomy, right? It's this weird uh, thing that I've got to, to try to learn and figure out. But um, I do, I know I do. I, I know I, I work better under structure, but I hate it. I'll give you a hint. Everybody does. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But the plan has helped me stay like I, you know, I, it's funny. I had this was on a coaching call earlier this week and that's exactly what we were talking about for their year is, and I was using that example, like the plan, I don't have to think about 12 weeks from now. I don't have to think a week from now. I just have to focus on this week and this day. What do I focus on or what do I have written? As a matter of fact, that right there is this week's uh, plan, running mm -hmm. plan. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know what next week is or the week after that because it's already the plan's done. So when next week comes, I'll rewrite that for that week's. So then all I focus on is that and I can execute that clearly. And so that is something that I'm taking, you know, from this past year into this next year is cl a clear plan. Mm -hmm. set the clear plan and execute the plan right because if you don't do it you can't measure it you don't yep. know if there's been progress made yep and what you don't measure you don't manage no 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 so for sure good stuff man 
Yeah, no, I appreciate it. So again, like we've talked about before is the, you know, the Mighty Warrior Council is a community built on faith first, um, integrity, discipline, and valor. We highly encourage anybody that is looking for a community, whether you have a strong inner circle or you're wanting to add to that inner circle, the Mighty Warrior Council is a place that Tim and I have been led to. We know that it will change your life because we've seen it not only in ourselves, but in the current members that we've had for 2021. We're very excited about the execution plan that we have for 2022 and what's in store. We have our first event coming up in March. So we highly encourage you to hop on that and, and get registered as soon as possible because space is limited and it will go quickly. March will be here before you know it. And we That's know right. many people going into the first of the year, you've got to put in your time off and enough time and don't allow something that you know you should do go by because you weren't decisive and didn't put in your plan now. So I um, just wanted to add that. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, definitely check out the council. Um, you can go to mightywarriorcouncil.com. Uh, that's our homepage. And then you can scroll through there. There's a page on the council. Uh, there's a blog as well. Don't have a whole lot of posts yet on the blog, but we're working on it. And then um, if you are looking for information on the Battle Ready event in March, uh, the link will be in the show notes down below. And until next time, uh, keep, keep pursuing integrity discipline and valor <laughs> boom <laughs> <laughs>